are you devoted to your life? Are you devoted to really making a difference in your life? And that shows the best our commitments. You have to have integrity. If you're going to do something, be a man, be a woman of your word and do it. You're listening to Wild Creative, a podcast designed to inspire creative thought, enhance your artistic process, and excavate enriched understandings about art, culture, and yourself. I'm your host, Emma Kivetna, an alternative writing teacher, artist, entrepreneur, and Sagittarius. I am joining you today from the traditional territories of the Mi'kmaq people in Nova Scotia, Canada. Without further ado, let's explore the wild creative. Hello and welcome to Wild Creative. If there's one thing I've always been in life, it's tenacious. When I was being interviewed one time for a job, they asked me if I could describe myself in one word, what would it be? And I immediately said tenacious because it's true. My favorite saying that I have lived by probably my whole life without even realizing it is where there's a will, there's a way. And I really do think that's true. If you have even an ounce of will to do something, then you have now created a future wherein that thing exists. That thing has been done. Now you just have to go to it. You know, for me, it's it's a no-brainer ob- obtaining the things that I want in life and getting things done. And if there's something lacking in my life right now, you can bet it's because I don't really truly want it right now. Because if I did... I would just activate my tenacity function and that would be that. So for me, like I said, it's it's a no-brainer when it comes to achieving what I want and making changes and moving forward and evolving in life. So in that way, things are very black and white for me. And my guest today is, I think, very similar both in his personal life and professional life as a coach. Alex Dumas is the life success creator, as well as the CEO and founder of Abundance Daily Coaching. Since 2018, he has worked with various leaders, executives, coaches, and entrepreneurs. He is an expert international speaker on the topics of leadership, sales, and marketing. Alex is best known for helping people have fun while creating their dream lives and businesses through lighthearted, powerful coaching conversations. And I have to say, our conversation today was lighthearted and fun and even goofy at times. You get to see Alex's playful side a bit, but it was also very powerful and deep and a really honest conversation about making change happen in your life and finding play in the everyday and expanding out of our comfort zones, rebelling against the status quo, and just learning how to see that opportunities are everywhere in life more than you realize but also that you have the power and freedom to seize them. So without further ado, Alex joined me via Zoom from his home in North Carolina. All right. Hello, Alex. Thank you so much for being here on Wild Creative. Thank you, Emma. Appreciate it. Thank you for the invitation and looking forward to this conversation. Me too. <laughs> I've got some some loaded questions for you lined up here, <laughs> and I'm going to start off off the deep end right away with them. Um, All right. I'd like to get a, a kind of a back background, a backstory on people, where they kind of come from, and how they got to where they are before we get into other things. So, on your website, you it does mention that you 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 write that 
one of the things you do with your clients is you like to get to the root of their true identity and you even say that that's your life's work and then your website your, itself is called the real alex duma and dot com and i'm wondering if there was a point in your life where that wasn't the case if that you weren't the real alex if there was some sort of fake or uh, caricatured version of yourself because clearly it seems identity and authenticity is big for you so uh what, how did you arrive at your own true identity? Yeah, great question. <laughs> it's not a loaded question. I mean, it's, you know, we get to the heart of it right off the bat. Yeah, so good, I appreciate good. that. Yeah, what I would say was my experience. I, I wrote this down as a, as a poem at some point in time. I forget what exactly it was, but I just remember the, the title of it was Consumed in a Costume. And it was like parentheses infinite. And that was my feeling growing up for most of my life. Uh, I, I grew up in New York, in Long Island specifically, and I had a very interesting background or, or childhood to me where my community was you know, very diverse with uh, you know, black people, brown, you know, Hispanic people, Asian people, white people. So grew up in a, in a nice melting pot of, of different cultures. And my parents, they wanted the best education or at least they what they thought was the best education so i grew i went to predominantly you know catholic schools being maybe one or two you know black faces in the room and mm-hmm. you know it was an interesting contrast there right of here feeling like you kind of belong but not really because everyone's like well you, you, you talk this way or you're smart or i'm like i'm definitely not smart i'm like a c <laughs> student for most of my <laughs> most of my uh, uh, elementary years, but right, being kind of rejected on this one side and then not fully embraced or accepted into this other side because I don't look like you, I have a different values, different cultures, whatever. Mm-hmm. So it left me with a, a lot of feeling of, you know, who am I, do I belong here? And, and even just within my own household, I'm the youngest of four children and the, the closest sibling in age me is six years apart. They all kind of had each other growing up with and then you know I just came along this little puppy dog (laughs) and so I I just felt really out of sync everywhere I'm like I don't know if I'm here like it's just really uneasy on unsettling and I don't know if I necessarily want to call it fake but it just it wasn't I didn't know who I really was Mm -hmm. and when you don't have that or at least in my experience when I wasn't feeling that way or feeling connected your mind is interesting. It could just starts messing with you. Like, well, I don't belong here. I start creating these stories of, well, I'm insignificant. I'm not important. Uh, um, you know, I, I'm not good enough to be in this room. Mm-hmm. So I, I stayed a lot of time to myself. I mean, I was social. I, I was. I would make a lot of jokes. That was my way of getting attention. That was my way of, of fitting in. Let me be the class clown. Let me make a complete idiot of myself. And, and yeah kind of downplay any real serious things, you know, I, I would never get, I, I would allow people close, but at a distance, like you kind of be at arm's length. Like, right. Yeah, you can get close, yeah. but not too close. Because if you find out like the real me, you're going to find out this kid is, who's really sad, who's really insecure, who's really unbalanced and, and, and looking for unhealthy relationships because I don't have any healthy relationship with myself. So mm-hmm. fast forward through all that, all this, different work I've done with myself, work with coaches, work with people, and just starting to 
get to this place of, all right, let me just be me because that's the best thing that can happen to me. And I'm, I'm grateful for this experience that I had as a kid because it allows me now when I work with people, kind of just get to the heart of the matter. Let's, let, let's, let's cut through all the tape. Let's cut through the BS. Like, you know, who are you? Let's really get in touch with your gifts, your, your abilities, your, mm -hmm. your talents that you can share with the world. And it's funny just operating for so long that way where people be like, wow, you're weird. And I would take that <laughs> offensively. Right. It's like, Oh, yeah. I'm weird. Like it's a judgment. Like, Oh my goodness. I'm condemned to be this weird thing. But uh, I, I, if I can go back, you know, look at all those people, like I would say, thank you. That is my superpower being weird, being unusual, being wacky and weird. I love it. Thank mm -hmm. you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's uh so you certainly would stand out that way, <laughs> which is, you know, yeah. who wants to fit in? <laughs> yeah. You know? I mean, I, I say being abnormal is abnormal. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. <laughs> so we all got our stuff. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. Oh yes. So, um, it, I, while you were talking about that, uh, a thought came to me because I don't get many men on this show uh, so far, at least. And I'm just wondering what your thoughts are on any of that that identity crisis that you're going through, and how and how much of that had to do with being a man and growing up being brought out brought up as a man and not being allowed to express yourself as as well as women. Or did you was it was that your experience or like what's your thoughts on that? Yeah, yeah, that's definitely part of the the equation, you know, being um, you know, a young black man and, you know, you got to be tough. And, and that's not that I'm saying I was in a hostile household life. I have uh, great parents, you know, uh, rest in peace. You know, my mom's passed away for a few years now. My father is going through some health things, but, yeah. you know, they were great parents. I had a great upbringing. It was really lovely. It was really nurturing. But at the same time, the stories I created for myself where I'm not important, I'm invisible, I'm this and that. And I rode with that story because it just made the most sense to me. I was like six or seven. I'll, I'll tell you the quick story about it mm -hmm. in a second. But you know, being a man, yeah, that's not something that's typically. I think it's now starting to become more of a of an acceptable thing. But you know, growing up in you know the early '90s, like you know, boys don't cry. Right. Shake it off. Walk it off. You scrape your knee. Okay. Boo hoo. Who cares? Like. Yeah. <laughs> put put a mandate on it and then like keep going right mm -hmm. and you know I, I think a lot more men are sensitive and i think you know as you continue to show a lot more will be open and and willing to express themselves but they also got to understand that there's got to be a safe place for it too right because unfortunately here i'm a, you know in the united states there's a bit of the attitude of you know if you show weakness you know we're going to jump on you. We're going to just, we're going to pick at that. And it's, it's never, you're never going to live it down. Right. It's, right. it's equivalent to like going into the lunchroom and that first moment of, Oh, who do I sit with? Yeah. Where do I go? Yeah. You know, is that, is that panic? And it's like these stories that were creating of, well, I, I don't belong with the jocks. I don't belong with this group and that in this table and mm -hmm. you belong anywhere you go, like just yeah. choose, but we don't get the, we don't have the, the opportunity to see those choices yet. Yeah, I think that can come with life experience too. So it's 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 hard to, as you said, have that opportunity when you don't even you don't know what you don't know, right? So yeah, yeah, yeah there's so much more. <laughs> yeah. So what's the story about when you were six or seven? <laughs> yeah, the story here. This is uh, shortly after we moved from 
Brooklyn to Long Island and I was in our like family sitting room and I just happened to see this portrait, this family portrait is, you know, my mom, my dad, my two older brothers, my older sister, and I'm not the sharpest knife in the light bulb drawer, but <laughs> I, I kind of recognize like, wait a minute, um, there's four kids, there's three in this picture, carry the one, and <laughs> I'm not there, I'm, I'm missing, I'm, I'm not here, mm -hmm. right? And that was like the first, I don't know if it's like my first conscious memory or what, but I just remember like that being a very pivotal moment of, oh, I'm not here. I don't exist. Like, where am I? I'm looking around like, is my mom pregnant? Like, I didn't know what pregnant meant, but I knew that somehow babies were in women's bellies at that time. So I was like, oh, I'm not in here. She's not like showing. Yeah. I'm looking in the back of the portrait and wow. all right, I'm not here. And you might think, well, oh, wow, well, big deal, right? I mean, wouldn't it just been easy to say, hey, mom, dad, can we just take another family picture? Can we just take a portrait? Like, I'd like to be in this portrait, but in that moment, it's it's kind of like those shows where like the walls start caving in, things are spinning and yeah. you got kind of like a vertigo thing. I didn't physically experience that, but my mind was like, oh, I'm not important. And it's like, dun dun, condemned, like stamped. <laughs> yeah, that's like, it. All right, you're not important. You don't exist. Wow. That is the story. And I, and that's a really powerful <laughs> way of being yeah. you know, from a young age. And, and that was, what I, that's kind of like the chip on my shoulder. I, I, I kept to that. And even to this day, it, it still lingers, right? It's not something that ever goes away. I use that story for a lot of different things of not being as affectionate or mm -hmm. like I said, using jokes, using humor to put people at a distance, but why get to know the real me? Like that real me, that person is, doesn't exist. Mm -hmm. Wow. So that's, that's a lot for a little kid to yeah. <laughs> take on. <laughs> yeah. And, and I, I know that um, they say that like psychologically and development wise that before the age of seven is when you're most impressionable, when your brain is the, becomes the most uh, formed. Yeah. And yeah, having that when you were like six or seven, I could see how that would stick with you for your, your the rest yeah. of your life, even though you've done work obviously to move past yeah. that. But um Wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So um, you do, so you come across as this very generous, down to earth, chill person. And, but at the same time, looking at your website, I can see that you're clearly, you have got a lot of active creative energy and um, you like to make, reach goals and make plans and that stuff. And then you're also adaptable with your clients. You tailor, tailor make the kind of pro the process for them if they were to work with you. Yeah. So you seem really balanced. How did you, how did you get, what's your secret? How did you get there? <laughs> you know, the secret for me is recognizing that there is no balance in, in the sense of, and I got this from this coach, uh, Devin Bannis, and he talked about, you know, work-life balance being BS. And, uh, and this is before I, I really got to know him, where I was, you, you said in the beginning, like, you know, people's true identity is my life's work. Mm -hmm. It's like, yeah, that, that feels good. That feels aligned versus work life because work feels heavy even though we're most of our lives are going to be spent at work you know pro approximately like 90,000 hours of our life is going to be working at something and that doesn't mean just necessarily a job at school parenting I mean well, well forget parenting like I already have like 
over a hundred K in hours with my two kids. <laughs> yeah. But you know, with, with, um, the things I do, like the creative energy, I think a lot of that was developed as a kid. I, I you know, Pablo Picasso, I think he talked about, you know, most people are born artists. The differences between him, he's like, he never stopped being an artist. Mm-hmm. And I think for me, I never stopped being creative. I would always draw or always write stories, writing. I, I love to write. I would just always imagine things. And when I s- fell into this line of work with, with coaching, it became really fun to to play. And that's what I call things all the time. Like one of my talks, I call it literally play and win because who doesn't love a good game? Who doesn't love to play? Who doesn't love to experiment and test out things? And yeah. that's the gift that we had as children. And then somewhere along the line, we get self-conscious or we, the world's, you know, we start thinking about ourselves or thinking about what other people are thinking about us. And then it, it becomes, yeah. it doesn't become cool to be enthusiastic or, or mm-hmm. expressive anymore because, wow, if I'm excited, I'm talking to Emma, I got I to gotta play cool right now. I got I to gotta <laughs> say smooth. Yeah, you know, you know, not too high, not too low, just, just, just cool. Yeah, yeah. And you know, the creative energy. You know, I'm, I'm a person with faith, so if someone listening to this right now, if they're like, you know, you don't subscribe to a certain religion or spirituality, that's fine. I believe in a high power. I believe in God, and I believe as a, as a, as a child of God, as someone made in His image, He's the master creator, and creativity is my birthright abundance is my birthright so it's my job to express that and i love to do it and you know with clients you know taylor making uh, uh, packages I, I call them projects and they always have like a different theme so uh, from one person we had a, a theme of ltsg it's a it's a acronym for let that stuff go you know <laughs> Yeah, and, you can sway on here if you want. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, let that shit go. And, and it was just, you know, working through this process. They were going through a challenging thing with their spouse. And, you know, this is not really business related, but, you know, we decided to work together for, for three months on this. And what they found on the other side was opportunities for themselves to start taking responsibility, opportunities for themselves to really start taking ownership of their own happiness, not attach it so much to the spouse. Yes, you want to, you know, you love your spouse, be, um, you share memories, you share a life together, but if you're waiting on somebody else to to make you happy, well, <laughs> you know, sign up for the unhappiness boat because yeah. that's where you're headed. That's that's the cruise you're on. Uh, this is unhappiness over here. This is miserable, miserable avenue, and this yeah. is a, a resentment <laughs> resentment road. This is where you're headed. Yeah, so, when when it's conditional, it's bound to fail yeah. because people can't always. Uh, be there for everybody all the time. No, so, yeah, for sure. Absolutely. So yeah, I I, I love I loved everything you said there, <laughs> the and the <laughs> the play and and yeah, because it seems like yeah, when you're a kid, that is that's that's your that second nature or first nature really that just to play and to create and be imaginative. And then as you get older, it seems like yeah, things become more serious or like life has to be yeah. so serious, but. Um, and you have to be professional and this and that, but I think really that we all we all are capable of being big big kids at heart. Yeah. And it sounds like that's kind of where you where you've landed. And, yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah. just think about it, like you know, going back to your elementary days, right? If someone were to 
just run up on you, like tag you on the shoulder. You'd be like, oh, tag, you're it. And like, you wouldn't even think it's like, it's a natural thing of, oh, you got me. I'm going to get you back. And, you know, you laugh, you, you, yeah. you, you joke and all this stuff. If I were to do that to somebody or like an office, but I'm like, oh, I'm going to sue you. I'm going to talk to HR. Like, what are you doing? My shoulder hurts <laughs> now. And I, I'm going to come in with a neck brace. And uh, right. what are you talking <laughs> But, you know, we, we take it too serious and, know how it affects our health how it affects our, our mental physical health mm-hmm. not saying that you don't you, you're a goofball all the time but you know let's let's lighten up let's relax into conversations um now this is something that i work with, with clients a lot on because sometimes people come to me they're like i gotta do this and i i gotta i gotta send this email out i, I gotta be on this phone call hold on a second i can't talk to you and it's like where are you right now mm-hmm. let's let's take a breath yeah <laughs> where are you and and, then, and I, I call it like disturbing the disturbance, right? Yeah, They're in oh, this <laughs> chaos and like, I just want to be like a brick wall, like boom, like stop for a second. Mm-hmm. Let's be here. Let's see what's going on. Let's experience this life versus trying to, trying to get through it. It's like, yeah. it's like, no, mm-hmm. where are you coming from? Where are you, what's your state of being? Mm-hmm. I love that. A little bit more awareness and stillness. Yeah, in, for sure. So how do you coax that out of someone? <laughs> That's the big question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I would say the first, the, the, the real key that I look for is language, right? Language, what you're speaking out loud tells me everything that I need to know about where you're coming from, where, where you're at what you're thinking about all day because you know whatever the stat is someone says like 80 percent or 90 percent of our thoughts daily are are negative like man if you're if you're running that that that's tough i'll give you this example right sure so i was working with a client and he was expressing some some conflicts between him and his family he was like you know they don't appreciate me here and like you know his father and and, and this and that so i'm listening to him and then I pause him for a second. I'm like, hey, do you want to like imagine this thing for me real quick? He's like, okay, no, I'm, I'm open to it. So let's imagine you're in a chair and you're like in a movie theater and on that screen is your life, right? He's like, okay, yeah, yeah, I, I see it. All right, so you're telling me the stories. Now, what I see that you're doing is that you're hitting rewind. You just, you have your finger pressed on that rewind button and it's just, well, he said this to me, and she said, this, and it's, mm-hmm. it's just rewind, rewind, rewind. There's a reason why the play button is present, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. There's a reason why you press play, because it just goes. Mm-hmm. Like, let's slow down and really look at what you're, what you're saying to yourself. And he started to see, like, oh, I've been saying all these things about how they're treating me wrong and how I'm reacting to this and this and that. I'm like, yeah, you have the remote control in your hand. Just press play. Mm-hmm. Play, be here, and and be – you don't have to be super diligent with it. You don't have to, like, be – like, oh, oh I, I said this wrong. But mm-hmm. notice these different buzzwords. I, I always listen for them. So something's yeah. like, oh, I should be doing this. Like, ooh, should. Ooh, <laughs> ding, ding. Okay. Yeah. That, that's, that's a nice one we'll pull out from – I'm a – circle back with you know i'm supposed to be making more money i ought to be doing this i'm i've been in this relationship i've been a coach for this long i've been an entrepreneur for this long i should be dot 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 whatever Mm -hmm. i'm upset because blah 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 where's the power in that 
where is the energy in that? If I should be doing something, it's, it's layered in judgment, it's layered in condemnation, resentment of myself. I haven't found yet for myself or anybody really motivating, inspiring energy with something I should be doing. Mm -hmm. You know, Emma, you know, you should have different uh, color hair. You know, you should be, you should be further along in life. Like, yeah. Right? You just, yeah. you feel that. And negative vibes. Yeah. With the, yeah. And like my natural response as a human is like, I'm going to rebel against that. Like I should be able well, to screw you. Like, no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, you know what? I should be uh, running and and losing weight. Guess what? I'm gonna eat cookies now, and I'm gonna show you, and I'm gonna get me a box of Oreos and, and sit on the couch. Mm-hmm. Yes, I'm hurting myself, but in my mind, I'm beating you because I'm punishing myself to make myself right. Mm-hmm. Versus right, it's like re- rebelling. Yeah, I'm rebelling yeah. against what? <laughs> yeah, against the shoulds. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's. That's a good one. I, I like that approach with to the linguistics. And you're not the first person on here actually to mention that because um, uh, words are so important in the language we use. They build our whole worldview, depending on what language we use. Right. So words matter. Words literally yeah. create. They materialize as what it is. I mean, look at this right now. You and me are speaking through a camera, through a microphone, through Zoom and all this stuff. And at some point, this didn't exist. Somebody thought, wow, wouldn't it be great if someone from the United States and Canada could speak together? (laughs) How could we do that? And the idea starts, right? Mm -hmm. The creativity, oh, maybe if we did this and, oh my goodness, we have a a platform to do that, right? Mm -hmm. The innovation. Now it exists. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. Yep, yep. (laughs) Words, they have power. They have energy, yeah. 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 So with that word should, what would be, what's a better way to rephrase it? If someone was coming to you like, oh, I should be doing this. What do you kind of land on a new affirmation or something that they can work with? Yeah. Yeah. I land with them with a a new opportunity, some new possibilities. Mm -hmm. So if there's something that is like, I have to do this, I get to do, or no, I have to do this. It's like, well, what do you get to do? If I should be doing something like, what do you choose? choice what do you mean like that stops disturbing disturbance yeah stops people in the tracks like what do you mean I, I have a choice well yes you're a human being you have a choice in things you decide to do we're not birds if there was a worldwide apocalypse going on south during the winter a bird can go well the world's burning but you know what i'm flapping my wings i have to go to south because that's <laughs> that's my instinct that's the only thing i know how to do mm-hmm. we can be in our cars or walking wherever and be like, oh, there seems to be trouble over here. I'm going to turn around. I'm going to just go this other way and yeah. not <laughs> not deal with it. <laughs> so the same thing applies to our language and our, and our thought process. Man, I, I'm i really upset. My mother never appreciated me and, you know, or, or you know, my spouse doesn't like me or I, I was never supposed to be here and blah, blah, blah. Okay, well, yeah. That might have been your reality. What do you want to create from that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you have the freedom and choice to make your world. Yeah, and it's in that choice building. It's in that opportunity where I love working with clients because they get to take the responsibility in their own hands. And what happens on the other side of that is this is going to sound corny to somebody out there, but I don't care. Like miracles, mm-hmm. miraculous things change because. They can see a new possibility. And all I need to do as a coach is just, all I need for them to do is just see it. Can you just see that it's possible? If you can see it, now you can 
you have the option to go that way. But if you don't even see it, then it's tough. Mm-hmm. You're gonna it, there's a likelihood that that rewind button's gonna keep getting pressed. I want to press play with you. I want to be present. I want to enjoy where we're going, not too far in the future, but also not discounting what's happening right now because right now this present moment this is what's created in the past and this present moment is going to create the future so if we can really slow down to now to this frequency of right now everything can change and that's your choice so there's nothing that you should be doing there's nothing that you have to do but if you choose to do it wow this is what can happen this is this is potential possibility mm-hmm. that's fun for me that's a fun game I don't want a design. I don't want a default future of misery, of resentment, feeling abandoned and unattached. I want to design. I want to create and be an architect of, oh, that's possible. I can do that. Yeah, I can do that too. I, I didn't know I could run a race. I didn't know I could build this. I didn't know I could make a podcast. I didn't know any of these things. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> and I, 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 what you were saying earlier, if you, if you can see you, you said something about getting your clients to see that it's possible just at all in the first place. And I, I immediately thought, well, yeah, if you can see it, it's that's kind of like you're halfway there already. And, yeah. and the rest of the work is is a choice that you can make to go there or not. So so with all of that, it sounds I'm, I'm now I'm thinking about comfort zones and how <laughs> we <laughs> live in our comfort zones and we love our comfort zones. And if somebody even if they can see the possibility ahead, it may be in, in an uncomfortable place. So how can someone like what's your advice for someone wanting to expand out of their comfort zones because that's a scary thing to do so yeah so this client comes to mind i was working with them they wanted to speak in schools you know they want to work with kids middle school kids speak with schools and they had this idea of contacting the school principal and and having a conversation this and that mm-hmm. and what they told me was Oh, they they got this, this is some time ago. They got the principal's number. This is maybe a, a week or so. Maybe let's say two weeks. Mm-hmm. You know, prior to me and them having this conversation, we're talking about it. I'm like, yeah, I got the principal's number. I haven't called them yet. And so right away, ding, 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 in my head, I'm like, okay, yeah, this number is something you want to do. You're, you're clear on that, and yet this next hurdle, so to speak, this next step. Is not happening. This is what's happened in my mind. I'm I'm thinking, wow, they they got everything right here. Like I don't know why we're talking about this. Like this seems simple for me. Pick up the phone. Yeah. So rather than beat them down, barrage them like, you idiot, how could you not call like dummy? Hello. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> it, it obvious, right? Mm-hmm. What I decided to do instead was do what I do. I create a game and I invite them with permission to that game. I say, hey, are you up for a game? And pretty much for people know I say that, they're like, oh, no. <laughs> but they have the option, right? They have the option. Say yes or no, or they can even counter offer. I want to mm. play a different type of game. Mm. Perfect. Fine. So they say yes. I'm like, okay. You tell me all of this. Are you open to having a conversation with them right now? <sighs> I can feel the the energy, kind of the blood leaving their body. <laughs> but also the spark in their eye, like, yeah, you know what, I, I wanna call them. All right, I'm gonna mute myself. You call them on the phone right now. They do that, they don't get in touch with them. 
and then we talk about it afterwards like all right what happened as you were pressing the number like how heavy was the phone it was getting heavy <laughs> but as i kept down the number and I, and i left the message you know it felt fine well fast forward literally a day or the next day or two days after they messaged me saying hey i got in touch with this person we're going to meet on saturday mm -hmm. you know this is early in the week we we spoke on monday it's like yeah i'm going to speak with them on saturday bravo that's all it took easy <laughs> ask and receive mm -hmm. but it's it is it it's so simple but it's <laughs> it be, be complicated because our humanity right yes there's no way that this person will speak to me who am i and what will what will they say am i being pushy no if you have a service to offer if you have something that's going to help these children and potentially these even um the the teaching staff then go for it mm -hmm. big results come from bold request yeah how bold can you be how important is it for you to serve and when we get to play a game and that's that space you get to play a game you get to create how you want to win and create the rules within it mm -hmm. all right if i pick up this phone call this person i can speak to them they get to hear from my voice to their ears my passion my sincerity and also my professionalism it, it's going to get lost in the email potentially i'm like let's live in conversations speak you have a voice speak it out amplify it and so it's uncomfortable but guess what's more uncomfortable wondering ruminating thinking am i good enough what if they don't call me back you know what if i call it's going to be a bad time maybe they're at dinner and right we play these yeah. games it's like no 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 right now let's let's get to it right here right now take it out of your your orbit yeah. <laughs> and so you don't have to think about it anymore you're not you're not home three in three in the morning like oh my god did i send that email did i talk to them did i what if i didn't do this right just, why regret just just go just play go right now mm -hmm. i love that approach <laughs> <laughs> the game the game approach it's so playful and inviting and fun and it's yeah really makes light of something that is not a big deal it's not a big deal to call someone but for that person it was a big deal but you kind of made it in a way that was like it's I was it wasn't that bad. It was fine. It was fun. Yeah, it was even that's fun. all it takes. Yeah. yeah, just one step. You know, you, uh, the thing in the I'm gonna call it like the, the self-help industry or personal transformation industry is we see all these things, right? These before and afters, you know, especially like weight loss. You know, that's the easiest example people can see, right? Mm -hmm. Before yeah. and after I lost, you know, 100 pounds, 30 pounds, whatever it is. It didn't happen that day. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. All it took for that person was some one small step. All right, I'm going to drink some more water today. I'm going to get eight hours of rest today. I'm going to go for a walk for point a quarter of a mile or a full mile, whatever it is. It's just, it's one action. Can you do one thing? Uh, I think I can. All right. Now, what's the next thing you can do? Okay. It's just, it's steps at a time. It's not rocket science. Yeah. It's just yeah. these little steps. But all I need to do is show you that it's possible with these steps. We can look the long range game. You know, I want to make a million dollars. All right, well, this is what we're going to blah, 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 blah. We can build this out. All right, to make this million, like who's the next person you want to talk to? Oh, hmm. You know what? There's this person, right? And right. it just comes to them. It's been there. It's like, I don't know who to talk to. I don't you know. I, I get this a lot with, with clients. Like, I don't know who to talk to. I don't know. Uh, I don't know where this next client's coming from. Like, well, let's slow down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. who's who is in your world who would you like to talk to 
Mm -hmm. I have a choice of who I talk to. Like, oh my God, wait a minute. Um, well, there is this really, you know, there's a CEO and this person who's owned the business. I really like to talk to them. Okay, then just talk to them. Mm -hmm. <laughs> what if you just said hi? <laughs> Let's yeah. start there. <laughs> yeah, just be a human. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> it works. Being being a human has worked for a long time. I, I don't think it's going to go out of style. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love that. Um, so speaking of clients and the types of clients you work with, maybe I should have asked you this at the beginning, but you work with executives typically, like executives in, in leadership and that type of thing. So um, is that is that pretty... A, fairly strict rule or do you work with just individuals also who are want to go through personal development or yeah it's not it's not a strict rule uh, i've worked with a lot of small business owners a lot of leaders i've worked with teachers i've worked with a lot of a variety of people counselors this and okay. that um yeah. you know for me i don't necessarily care about someone's title that's not impressive to me that that doesn't matter what i do look for or a certain qualities psychographics versus demographics of somebody. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. if somebody's fun, they're enthusiastic, ambitious, relentless, you know, it, it takes a certain type of energy to create big things. So I like people who are who kind of fit that mold and, and people that are that are open. Those are the people that that do the best with me, that that mm -hmm. really that we have the best work with because like I said, so much of it is in the possibility can you even see as possible? And then there's been times where people it's like, no, well, that, that, that won't work. For, that won't work for me. And, and I've tried that and whew, okay. <laughs> like we're, this is, this isn't going to go well. This isn't going yeah. anywhere because if you're not willing to open up for yourself and, and see a different outcome, then it's okay. I, it's not a judgment on them. It's just the work for you and me are going to do. It's not going to be useful for you because mm -hmm. I, I like it when, someone's like, you know what, that, that seems kind of like a dumb idea, but you know, I'm willing to try it. And then they come back like, Hey, this worked or this didn't work. Oh, beautiful. Now we have data. Now we have something tangible to work with. Mm -hmm. So in, in any case, you know, people are leading themselves wherever they are, right? You're leading your own life. If you're a parent, you're leading your household. If you're obviously in a organization or business, you're leading a team. So I love working with people who are, willing to accept that responsibility of leadership and that's possibility for me that's where that's where it starts and ends and and it seems that you invite them to be really in charge of their process with you uh, based on like on your website you mentioned that you your process with someone is very tailor-made for them in terms of not not only how long you work together but the investment and how many ses sessions and and all this type of stuff um, and then you also mentioned on your website that you, you, you don't have anything, you don't have a gimmicks, you don't have slide files and all this kind of stuff. And I love that because I've seen, there's some coaches out there that, that they, they're very flashy with their offers and that's fine that maybe that works for them and their industry and whatever, but you seem to go the opposite kind of way. You're very, what you see is what you get kind of approach and and you want to collaborate with the client it seems in terms of tailoring to them and what they need so um like what's your how has that been working for you like i'm curious like in terms of for each client it must be different for every single person yeah yeah it's different but it's also fun for me because like you said it's a collaboration it's a co-creation yeah. and and that's you know, if 
we have to go like on the marketing side. Like that's what I, I dub myself as like the life success creator. I want to create with you. Mm-hmm. It's a level beyond coaching because when we can co-partner, right, we both have ownership in this. You know, I'm investing my time, my energy and attention. That's re- that's when I tell people anyway, the money, whatever, that's, that's like the, the least important thing. The real investment in me is your, your time, your energy and attention. Are you devoted to your life? Are you devoted to really making a difference in your life? And that shows best our commitments. What are you? Oh, yeah. And then this kind of ties back into what you asked about, like, you know, who would I like to work with? High integrity. You have to have integrity. Mm-hmm. Yep. If you're going to do something, be a man, be a woman of your word and do it. Don't let me be the the principal. Like, you know, Emma, did you do your homework? And <laughs> did, did you, did, did you, you said you were going to do this and you didn't. I'm going to trust that, hey, if we speak it in a, in, a, in a client call, that's done. Yeah. Like, that's created. I'm not, I'm washing my hands. And th- there isn't a, a s- specific formula for that. But how I do like to start my calls is what are we going to celebrate? Let's celebrate what's happened, what's gone well since the last time we spoke. And it's not necessarily like accountability, but I want to know what what's working well. A lot of times, I don't necessarily even coach on a problem because what's worked well. All right, now I want to explore deeper. Like, you know, what was that moment like for you? And what and, and who did you have to become to make this happen? And mm-hmm. it's so much, so many insights pop out from that. So with the collaborative collaborative piece of it, it's just a fun project for me. I don't. I like to look at things as problems. I have this problem. I have this challenge. Okay, that's that's how you're choosing to experience it. Are you open to a project? Are you open to a game to to see how we can sort this out? Yes, no. All right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, it's really simple. It's, it's keep it black and white. I know there's gonna be some gray. I know there's gonna be some color. I know there's gonna be some some variables in there. But if we can really simplify it to what do you want to do, what don't you want? Let's get clear. <laughs> if a confused mind can't move forward, if I can't help you see what's possible, if I can't help you, if you aren't open to to taking that responsibility for yourself, you're going to create more of what you have. And if that's something you don't want, then sorry. That's, that's what you you signed up for it. You, <laughs> you, you designed it. Nobody's holding the gun to it. Like, you yeah. have to stay in misery forever, fool. Oh, yeah. Oh. yeah. No, you, you're the one holding a gun put the gun down back to choice <laughs> choices again comes back to choices yeah. you make yeah i love that approach that the no no babying <laughs> no yeah. yeah no hand holding really it's it no uh like i like that you that that you mentioned that you, you're not going to check up on the, the person and, yeah. and chastise I'll, them if they didn't yeah thing, but. I'll, I'll give resources i I'll, yeah. i'm there if, if someone's with me like listen i you know, this is something I declare for myself every day. Uh, uh, I, I don't call it a dec- an, an affirmation. I call it a declaration. Part of the truth of who I am is like I, I'm a champion for my clients. I serve them powerfully. I coach them fearlessly mm-hmm. and not fearless in the space of like, think of a football coach, like grab you by your face. And I was like, what are you doing, you moron? Like, get out there and, you know, do 100 laps. Like, no, fearless in the sense of like, I'm relaxed. I want to relax with them. And going back to what you said about, other coaches and service professionals, you know, things could be flashy and this and that. My client's world is already noisy enough. There's so much in their head. There's so much that they're being bombarded with. So many people reaching out for this. I want that. I can help you with this. I can give you that. I can, right? It's 
the internet world, it's noisy. It's designed mm-hmm. to be that way. I want to be silence. I want to be a whisper in their ear because it's those whispers. When we follow those, when we slow down enough to hear that, that's usually where we want to go. That's mm-hmm. that's what I found for myself. That's the direction where everybody's going this way. All right. What's on this other side? I, I, it's my inner rebellion, right? And my kid, I can't, I can't help myself in that case. It's like uh, everybody's going left. Like you know what? I want to go backwards. I want to go. I want to go under. I want to go. They're going upside down. I'm going downside up. Whatever yeah. it doesn't matter. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna do the opposite. Whatever that yeah. is. Yeah. <laughs> so sure. yeah, and I love what you said there about the whisper. It's it's because people listen more closely to things that they can't quite hear as 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 much as like the loud stuff that you kind of tune out. Um, But yeah, that's a really good analogy. Um, So I know you mentioned that you don't like to use the words problems and issues and challenges and that sort of thing. But I do want to ask what are the the most common types (laughs) of challenges and problems that people bring to you? Like, is there a pattern that you see? Is it mostly self confidence that comes up a lot? Or yeah, yeah, a lot of recurring things that pop up. I definitely say for sure, confidence, uh, just their own identity, and th- those aren't the initial things. When we go layers deeper, right? It sounds like this. It sounds like I don't know where to get more clients, or I want to build my business. I want to get started with something. I want to have a better relationship with my spouse. Whatever it is, mm-hmm. that's what is on the surface. That's the that's what I would call the autobiographical side of it. Mm-hmm. It's like, cause they're on autopilot. It's it, this is wrong. So this needs to be fixed. I need a fix. I need like my next hit, like a drug hit. I need someone to fix me. Mm-hmm. And my mentality is like, first of all, there's nothing wrong with you. <laughs> let's just get that off the bat. Let's, let's clear that up. Let's clean the table with that. There's nothing wrong with you. Everything that you created right now, everything you're experiencing right now, has been perfect for what you, for your system of it. All we need to do is like have a system reinstall, a system upgrade. We do it for our phones, we do it for our cars, whatever. You know, get a tune-up. Let's just get let's 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 look at your internal operating system. Like, what are you saying to yourself? What are you? How are you experiencing the world in this case? You know, right now, you and me, right? The sky is blue outside right now, at least here in the states. I don't know if it's cloudy or anything like that in Canada. All right. It's great for you. So Mm -hmm. we can have two different interpretations of that. Great for me. It's like, wow, it's cloudy. It's really depressing. You know, I'm thinking about my dead dog and and all of a sudden I start to send it. I, I, I go to this place. Mm -hmm. You're like, wow, it's great outside. The sun's not out. I'm not going to be scorched. I can go outside for a run. You know, I can enjoy and like, it's the same thing. Yeah. But we're having two different relationships with it. So I love the world of coaching because I just get to be this fly in the wall of somebody's brain when they're expressing and, and sharing, you know, this is not going right and I want more of this or I want less of that. All right. I hear you. Now, what's going to be different when you have that? Well, you know, what do you mean? If I have more money, then I'll be happier. Like, oh, well, what, what's happy mean? And, mm-hmm. Right. I'm, I'm really, I'm really tapping into the words. And then all of a sudden we get to this place of, well, I've never really felt confident about myself and I, I need money to, to mean this about me. I need money to prove such and such. All right. Well, if there's no money anymore, then what was I say about you? Are you worthless? You have no value. You're just, <laughs> you're a complete zero. You're a complete waste. Well, no, that's not true because 
and then we start tapping back into their successes. And mm -hmm. this is what I see as who you really are. All that other stuff, all that flash, that's great. Who are you? Are you going to be a person who's miserable and successful? We There's plenty of those out there. There's plenty of celebrities. You're like, how do they kill themselves? They have everything in the world. They've got nothing. They feel like nothing. And there's people in the world who are impoverished beyond belief and they have a smile on their face. Like, how does that happen? It's who they're being is who they choose to, how they choose their lens of the world to be. And it's not materialistic in, yeah. in, in that sense. Yeah. So that leads me nicely into like a mental health uh, area because I'm sure that comes up a lot or it's very relevant at least with, with your clients and the type of work you do. And can you talk about maybe some of your struggles you've had with that and how you've approached mental health and how you integrate it into your coaching as well? My own struggles with mental health, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I never, and I think I guess it's like kind of going back to like the men thing. Like you don't talk to anybody. You keep, mm -hmm. you keep it all inside. You hold it in, yep. right? Uh, for me, I, I'm grateful that I had an outlet in writing. I, I have notebooks and notebooks of thoughts and ideas and and just expressions. But I, I never was diagnosed. But if I had, to, I mean. This is one reason I went into the, the world of psychology because I was trying to figure out like, what is wrong with me, right? That was, this is the mentality back in the day. Like, what is wrong with me? Like, I have, um, I'm an able-bodied man. I, I have no physical deformities. I'm, I'm you know, I'm, I'm popular. I'm, I'm friendly with people. But like, why am I miserable? Why am I not happy? Mm -hmm. Why am I using drugs to, to, to mask what's going on inside me? Why am I choosing so many different things that don't serve me and what i was starting to find through that is how my mind was consistently playing these games with me and the games were you're not good enough you're not smart enough you're not this you're not that who are you you're nobody you're right i'm running the mm -hmm. same script I'm, I'm hitting the rewind button as a six-year-old in my mind i'm 19 i'm 20 21 boy i i I can't have a good relationship with any girls because like I'm this like moron, I'm this dummy. Mm -hmm. it, it, I, I make light of it now, I make fun of it, but it that's as real as it's as real as this pen in my hand I'm holding up. Mm -hmm. No one can see it, but I'm holding the pen in my hand. <laughs> like it was as real to me as as that. And what it helped is writing some new stories. And this kind of ties back to what I was saying before about people being on autopilot, right? The autobiography. Mm -hmm. I thought to myself, well, what about I have an author biography? I'm an auth, not an auto. Auth gives me control. Auth gives me opportunity to design, not be default. Mm -hmm. And those challenges, I'm so grateful I had them because when someone's across from me and they, they're expressing these things, I get to slow down and, and be with them right in that place and and recognize okay, they're, they're hurting. They're in a really tough spot right now. We got to take this weight off. They're carrying bricks of regret. They're carrying bricks of resentment, of hatred, of anxiety, all these different things. We got to just start to put a brick down. Can we just put one down? Yeah. <laughs> all right. And the next one, the next one, right? Next steps. Just let's put these things down. Let's let that stuff go mm -hmm. and see what happens. Oh, I feel light. Is this like a common thing I hear after a conversation? Like, wow, I feel so much lighter. Yeah. Yeah, because you're 
carrying this is a funny example I, I do student ministry with kids in my church and we were talking about forgiveness and forgetting things you know just playing with that distinction and i had a water bottle i thought you know not like a gallon thing but you know just whatever like a 64 ounce water bottle so i I uh, invited him like, hey, can you hold this for me for a minute and just keep your arm fully extended, like as as straight as possible? And he does it. I'm like, all right, how long do you think you can hold that up? Just like that without moving. Oh, uh, you know, maybe like a minute or two. All right. What if you what if I asked you to hold that up for an hour? What would you say? I'd be like, no, that that no way. What about a year? Could you hold that for me for a year? Like, no, no, that's like impossible. My arm is gonna like fall down, it's gonna hurt. And I told him. Well, this is what happens when people carry regrets and carry these areas of things they don't forgive people for, don't forgive themselves for. Mm -hmm. They carry that and they wonder, why am I so tired? Why am I so fatigued? Your mind is running this <laughs> this beautiful story of um, I'm wrong, I'm bad, I'm this, I'm that. And what I've learned over time is that I, I call it my monster. <laughs> I, I think of my mind like a hallway with doors and behind us one door is like chains and keep out and the monsters in there. And I used to make the monster wrong. I created him for a reason. I created him to keep me safe when things were too tough or when I needed to lash out and, and, and be upset and really feel into that. I don't want to make it wrong. Mm -hmm. It's like, all right, you know what monster you did your job. I don't need you. You can go back to your room. That's how I talk to it. That's how I start to relate with it. Instead of, oh, I'm upset. I shouldn't be upset. Why am I mad? Uh, I, I, I'm supposed to be enlightened. I'm supposed to be like this really peaceful person. Why am I mad? Because you're human. Like, hello. <laughs> you're this emotional, you're this emotional firecracker. Be that and then come back to source. Come back to who you are. Oh, I'm a loving person. I'm a happiness. I am, I'm a complete commitment. These are like, you know, declarations I create for myself. I'm like, oh, this is who I am. I'm not this thing that is telling me that I am. Right. You're not the monster. You don't have to be yeah. the monster. Yeah. And yeah, I, I think I, a lot of people could relate to that, that at some point in their life, they've got these monsters that did serve a purpose at that time because it maybe kept them safe or yeah. with the, you know, that was the best they could do at that time. But if you're, if you're evolving as you've clearly evolved over time and with your personal developments, then the monster can be, you know, pushed back and, subdued yeah. so yeah. i love that and, and like you said i love the word you you said there if right yeah going back mm -hmm. to the choice and unfortunately there's so many people that that really get sold on their story of uh, this is who i am permanently mm -hmm. condemned you know life sentence throw the book away here i am in my own cuffs in my prison and it it's such a such a shame for them mm -hmm. and I won't be able to save everybody. I'm not a savior. I'm not here to save the world anyway. But it is such, it's so, it's sad. But that's that's life, unfortunately, for some people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, at the end of the day, like we've been saying, it is up to them to make the choice because it is about choices. So, yeah. Um, yeah. And it sounds like one thing that really brought you out of that was art and writing. And as you mentioned, writing a, f a few times now, which is yeah. awesome. I'm also a writer, so <laughs> can relate to that and journaling, yeah. I assume, and, and all yes. that kind of stuff. Yeah. yeah. I've had so many epiphanies just from journaling. Uh, I'm sure you can relate. 
Yeah, it, it was really interesting. Uh, I, I do a daily three-minute podcast called Love, Serve, Care, and yeah. it's been going on now as we're talking for over two years. And probably within the first week of it, and this this came from some work with um, this coach, Rich Lipton, and this group, the Kaleo Project, about amplifying our voices, speaking up, speaking out. And I had the idea, I'm like, oh, I want to do this podcast, and it'd be short and sweet. And then I started looking at all these notebooks I had, and they were never, ever going to be intended for anyone else to see but me. Right. Like, so mm-hmm. it's all these different like little codes I write to myself and all these different things. And for each episode, I just decided this, to, to start sharing these, I guess you would call them poems. They're not, I think of them more just thoughts on paper. Some of them rhyme, some of them just real gibberish. Some of them like when I was high and just writing all sorts yeah. of crazy things. But that's what I was thinking at the time. Mm-hmm. And so it was really interesting to look at things I wrote 19 years ago, 20 years ago. I'm like, wow, that's my 20-year-old mind. Like, he was wild and out. He was, <laughs> what was going on there? He was, <laughs> this, this guy was in in outer space yeah. with some things. Yeah. And, you know, and that was about, I don't even know, like 600 or something episodes. Like, I finally got through all of them. And it's like, oh, I felt lighter for myself. Like it was a real fun exercise of, wow, reading these things, typing them up, you know, just watching my hand, looking at my handwriting, like, wow, that's what I used to write. Like, that's what my, that's what my penmanship was like. This is so weird. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, it's, it's like this archaeological record of yourself. Yeah, exactly. That you didn't realize you were creating at the time. And now you have all this stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I love looking at my old journals because yeah, some of them are just like that crazy thoughts and yeah. oh, I've come so far. <laughs> Thank God. <Yes. laughs> but, I was like, no wonder things weren't going well for me because I was, <laughs> I mean, words matter, right? And yeah. I'm writing all these things that you're so negative. I'm like, woof, no wonder. Yeah. <laughs> no wonder, buddy. <laughs> you're, you're just upset. Yeah. The, the writing's on the wall, as they say, or on the paper, but yeah. <laughs> So, and, and I remember the first time when we talked, when we first met, I had asked you about other art creative outlets that you have, and you mentioned music and that you yeah. are into making instrumental beats and that sort of thing. So yeah, that's pretty cool. How, how do you, how do you do that exactly? And how long have you been doing that? Yeah, I found some apps on, on my, on my smartphone and I just started playing with it. It's, you know, some of these are, are pre-made loops, you know, so it's not necessarily original music by me, but I get to bend it to how I want. I can change mm-hmm. keys, I can change tempos and things like that and, and arrange it in a different way. And I found that app probably two years ago. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, you see me, I have guitars, but I'm not really like, I'm, not even, I'm barely a functional guitarist. It's, it's not, <laughs> it's, it's, it's sad <laughs> to me, but that's something that I'm, I'm continuing to, to practice and get better at. But but the actual beats themselves, there's just a lot of different things that came along with that where I found these loops and it just started having fun with it. And it was you know, something therapeutic and my kids got to enjoy, I have two kids and they were like, hey, dad, I want to make music too. And I'm like, oh, cool. We get to share that experience together. And with personal development, like podcasts or interviews, mm-hmm. things like that, I started finding for myself, I would enjoy and retain it more when I would soundtrack it with something so i would find these homework edit beats online and i would 
put those low and, and listen to something. So I'm bouncing in my seat and, and listen to it. And then divine downloads, the, you know, God speaks and he says, Hey, you know what? You have a lot of ideas. You have a lot of thoughts. Why don't you do this for yourself? Why don't you create some stuff? Yeah. So then I started creating my own loops and share my own audios. My, my daily podcast, I have it soundtrack to an original beat I made. So every episode is the same thing, same beat. You know, it's my own soundtrack to it. And I just, I just love it. I, and I found this way of merging these two worlds of transformation and growth and, and music and sound and, and vibration and frequency. Yeah, just playing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's it. I press play and uh, hearing myself, you know, which is something I've learned <laughs> over these past years to, to kind of get over my own story. Like, I don't know how you feel. I think most people are like, oh, I don't want to hear myself talk. Uh, mm-hmm. Like, yeah. no, I don't want to. It's like, well, if you don't want to hear yourself talk, who, who else want to? Who else want to hear you? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like, absolutely. be your number one fan. So. <laughs> I love that. I totally I'll be relate a fan to that. for myself. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we could all use a fan, and why not start with yourself, right? You're stuck with yeah. yourself anyway, so. <laughs> yeah, you're um, gonna be here for a while. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, everywhere yeah. I go in my life, every time I've had uh, a difficulty, a problem. Mm-hmm. I've always been there. It's really weird. <laughs> yeah, so that's the common thread, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Shocker. Like, damn it, he's there again. <laughs> that guy. Yeah. <laughs> Got to do something about him. Yeah. <laughs> so that leads nicely into. Sp- I wanted to ask about your speaking engagements because you mentioned the thing about the voice and being self-conscious of your voice and stuff, and I totally relate to that. And yeah. here I am doing a podcast, which is out of my <laughs> comfort zone. <laughs> so. Um, yeah, so, but you do speaking engagements and presentations and workshops and that sort of thing. So was, uh, I take it public speaking wasn't always in the cards for you or it wasn't, it wasn't, or have you always been a naturally good presenter and speaker? And Yeah, which is very funny and, uh, strange to me because getting up in front of people, it's just natural, even though and it kind of goes back to childhood where I'd have these two worlds where I would, to me, at least how I relate with myself, like I think I'm kind of shy, mm-hmm. but when I'm around people, I'm just, I'm ready to go. I'll give you this um, example. Uh, earlier this year, this is 2022, January, I had an opportunity to to host and organize uh, an event in Arizona. It was called the Ultimate Experience. And myself and three of my comrades, we call ourselves the Fantastic Four, right? You can't, <laughs> I can't, I can't take away comics and playing and mm-hmm. and nicknames and all this stuff. So we we created this event, and I was the MC and one of the speakers and the host of it. And you know, I was feeling the butterflies, feeling nervous, was, you know, calm before the storm and all this stuff. But and, and speaking was something that I had in my mind once I discovered. Right. Like I'm Christopher Columbus. I discovered coaching. Once coaching <laughs> appeared in my life in 2016, that's why I first heard about this world of coaching. And I thought, wow, maybe I could be a speaker. You know, who me? Maybe, gee, golly, gosh, maybe me. Yeah. <laughs> and and I kind of tabled it to the side. Like, you know, I'd rather just speak with people and, and just uh, or, or coach people directly one-on-one or in groups. And I got on the stage and I don't know, the light switch turned on. What I, what I would say, client's experience with me right being in the darkness and i just help them flip the light switch on that happened for me mm-hmm. and looking at these sea of faces you know 300 people it was crazy and we just we we, nailed, we knocked it out the park we nailed it and it's definitely set my intention now of you know this is what i want to do more of not 
putting coaching to the side, but I see it as another opportunity. You know, this is why we're speaking mm-hmm. of, you know, amplify my voice. How can I reach a lot of people, make a difference, you know, maybe just for one person and, and keep that going. So yeah, speaking has always been something that's been like fun for me. I would like rap in class. I would, you know, you know, <laughs> this one story comes to mind in seventh grade. This, this is going to date myself now a while back, <laughs> but, um, this is around the time that Busta Rhymes had his his like first real big big hit. Woo ha! I got you all in check. Mm-hmm. And we were reading this book, A Raisin in the Sun, and kind of in a Weird Al Yankovic esque yeah. uh, fashion, I I made a parody of it, and I took the characters from this story and wrote it up as you know, Woo ha! Got you all in check, and a teacher invited me to perform it in front of the class and I did and it was probably terrible. I'm glad nobody recorded it because <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it, really, it really wasn't it really wasn't good. I was <laughs> I got nervous. I was getting scared, but mm-hmm. I, I still went through it anyway. I did it and she wrote a report to my mom. She said, Oh, you did amazing, this and that and I was like, who's she talking about? Like, cause I, I, in my mind, right. In my story, yeah. like I sucked. That was, it was the worst thing ever. Yeah. Yeah. yeah this yeah. is like, you know, boom me off the stage. I'm surprised nobody like did the Apollo thing, got the hangman and got the, <laughs> got the you off. Yeah, yeah. me off. But I, I just think from those experiences and just my willingness to test out stuff, I'm willing to just test out and, and, and play with it and not take it so serious. So that's what helps me with my speaking you know, I, I joined Toastmasters recently and, and give us some talks. They're like, have you, like, they're kind of like, before, like, wow, you're doing really well. I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm fine. I'm relaxed. This is home for me. This is natural. It yeah. doesn't feel scary. Mm-hmm. It sounds like the energy for you is a shift, like, as opposed to working one to one with something versus a room of like 300 people. And yeah, that energy probably, I feel like it sounds like it fuels, fuels you up. Yeah, I, I love it. I, I love being with people, and yeah, I'm I'm a fan of people. I love mm-hmm. people, even in spite of themselves, even when they do the things they do. It's like, <laughs> yep. That's people. That's why I tell my kids, you know, it's like, why is that? Per- why is this person doing this way? Because he's a person. <laughs> he's just doing what a person does, or she's mm-hmm. doing what a person does. It's like, mm-hmm. what do you want? <laughs> mm-hmm. When you get to be the creator of your own universe and you get your own galaxies, you can make people how you want them. We're in this place. You got to deal with it as they go. Yeah. We're wonderful. And we can also be miserable too. take yeah. the good with it. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes people make good decisions and other times really dumb ones. <laughs> yeah. It's like a head scratch. You're like, what? why did it happen? Like, cause they're a person. Yeah. Yeah. What do you want? <laughs> yeah. People going to people. So there you go. Yeah. That's a good one. I like that. People going to people. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that's a good note to end on uh, with things yeah. today. Um, I have, Two more questions for you. What, where can sure. people find you online? Like, where do you hang out the most online if they want to connect or follow you? Or, and do you have anything you want to promote or share? Upcoming offers? Yeah, um, online you can find me at the Real Alex Dumas on LinkedIn or Facebook. That's the handle there. So if you want to connect with me, feel free to reach out. I'm not like a scary person. You can message me. Please don't message me like any opportunities or stuff like that because you know. <laughs> I just want to say that now. I know that your crowd wouldn't, but you know, people mm-hmm. can people. <laughs> so yeah. I just want to lay it out there. Like, you know, I'm, I'm happy to connect with people and, and sort out things and help out as best I can. Uh, the real Alex um, That's my website. So there's free stuff on there too. 
as far as promotions go, I have a what do I have? I have a book, an ebook. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, what? Do, I have some, I have all these creations. Mm-hmm. So I have a, a short ebook. It's like 15, 16 pages called What It Takes to Win Big and W-I-N. That's an acronym that I, I speak with. What It Takes to Win Big in Business. And it's three insights for effective, effectively leading your te- yourself and your team. So if that's of interest to in anybody, uh, I can share that with Emma and go to the show notes. So it's, you just do a quick survey, like a quick two-minute thing, what, insights you got from this episode is conversation to get the gift boom simple plain okay cool i'll put all the links for that in the show notes as you said so yeah you just put in the code yet go to website go to that code win that's the code win 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 (laughs) yes just type in that code and then um fill the survey you get the get the gift cool Awesome. Well, thank you for the gift um, yeah. for the listeners. I, I, and my final question for you, which I ask all my guests, is what you've given us lots of good advice, actually. But what final piece of advice can you give us for living a wild, creative life? Yeah, what I will share with you is what I share on my uh, podcasts every day. And this is a place that I come from. This is not a uh, uh, a tagline or anything like that. It could sound like that, but it's not. It's mm-hmm. a core belief of mine. It's what I create myself with every day. So buckle up. Here we go. This is it. <laughs> so remember that you are born to live your life in abundance. You're the master of your future. You control your freedom and you have complete dominance of your thoughts, your emotions, and your habits. Love it. Simple to the point. Yeah. Just the straight up truth. <laughs> that, that, that's the that's the truth as occurs for me you, you can have a different truth whoever's yeah. listening and that's fine mm-hmm. i i accept how you have a different point of view that's mm-hmm. perfect awesome well thank you so much alex for this really fun yeah. playful conversation <laughs> hey you're welcome thanks for the great questions All right, that's a wrap. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you found my conversation with Alex as inspiring and fun as I did. If you'd like to connect with Alex online and learn more about making big changes in your life, all the links are below to Alex's details, plus the survey offer that he mentioned. If you're enjoying the podcast overall, please do rate and review. Don't forget to subscribe, follow, and share. I also have a Patreon for the show if you'd like to support it that way. If you have any questions or concerns or topic ideas for future episodes, please email me at emmakivetna at gmail.com. Otherwise, until we meet again, stay wild, stay creative. Stay creative.